All you need to know about the Colts in one place. The Colts Daily Update starts now. From the Power Home Solar Radio Studio, here's the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. Hey, welcome inside the Colts Daily Update tonight. I'm Matt Taylor with you until about 6.15 tonight on 93.5 and 107.5. The fan instant replay follows us. And then at the top of the hour, it's the Pacers and the Nets from Gamebridge Fieldhouse in downtown Indianapolis. Coming up in segment two on this show, I'll chat with Neil Payne from 538.com about the Colts' playoff odds in Week 18 against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Colts face a win-and-you're-in scenario in the final week of the regular season for the third time in four years under Frank Reich. If the Colts beat the Jags on Sunday, the Colts will become the 12th team since 1990 to make the playoffs after starting 1-4 and or worse, and they would become only the second franchise ever to do it twice, joining the Titans in that regard. And Frank Reich would be the first head coach in NFL history to send his team to the playoffs after his team started one and four or worse on two different occasions. Remember, the Colts rebounded to make the playoffs in 2018 after a one and five start. The Jaguars come into the game two and 14, and they're on an NFL worst eight game losing streak. They lost to the Patriots last Sunday, 50 to 10, and they had a ton of players on the COVID list in that game. And if they lose to the Colts, they will secure the first overall pick in the draft for the second straight year. It will also mean the Jaguars will pick in the top five for the eighth time in the last 11 drafts. The Colts were back on the practice field today, and they're back to normal as far as their preparation is concerned. After a virtual week last week, the team is back to full mode in person with the meetings this week. And once again on the practice field today for the Colts was wide receiver Paris Campbell. He's been designated to return off of IR and has been practicing since late last week, and there's still a chance that he can play on Sunday against the Jaguars and be added to the active roster, that according to Frank Reich. However, Frank today cautioned that Paris still has a lot to prove the next few days in practice, that he can make it mentally and physically back and be prepared and ready to play in week number 18. He's confident that Paris can do it, but did admit that it's a big step for Paris to take. So we'll see on that. And Paris has not played for the Colts since week six with a foot injury, and injuries have been a theme for Campbell during his career, unfortunately. Since being drafted in the second round in 2018, he's only played in 14 of a possible 48 regular season games. Elsewhere, the Colts brought Pro Bowl long snapper Luke Rhodes off the COVID-19 list today. That's good news. That means the Colts no longer have any players on the COVID list after their big breakout last week. As for the Jaguars, like I said, they had a bunch of players out on the COVID list last Sunday in New England. They still have 11 players on their practice squad, or I should say on their active roster on the COVID list, including three starting offensive linemen. They're also down three starters on defense because of COVID, including starting cornerback Shaq Griffin and starting safety Andrew Winger. Jacksonville is just 3-29 and since the beginning of last season record-wise, but they have some weird mojo, as we all know, over the Colts in northern Florida. The Colts have not won in Jacksonville since 2014 and are looking to break a five-game losing streak inside TIAA Bank Stadium with a win on Sunday. All right, time for a quick timeout. As promised, we're going to break down all the playoff scenarios. We'll do that with Neil Payne from 538.com when we come back. You're listening to the Colts Daily Update here on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. 
now return to the Colts Daily Update with Matt Taylor, the voice of the Colts from the Power Home Solar Radio Studio. Welcome back on the Colts Daily Update. If the Colts win on Sunday, they're in the playoffs. And what are the odds of that happening? What are the odds they're the fifth seed, the sixth seed, or the last wildcard team? Let's break it down. Let's welcome in Neil Payne, the general editor and senior sports writer from analytics website 538.com. Neil, thanks for the time tonight. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And we talked about, uh, you and I spoke about this time last year, and you were a great guest for us, so we decided to bring you back on. But no offense, I was hoping we didn't have to talk to you again this year. That would have meant the Colts were in the playoffs solidly before the regular season finale. But here we are talking about uh, playoff scenarios again, and uh, you guys do great work there at 538.com. Well, yeah, thank you. And uh, yeah, it, it has kind of come down to uh, sort of deja vu again in, <laughs> in terms of thinking about all the different scenarios. And I feel like the scenarios around this one, uh, and a lot of people have talked about it already, but are especially kind of just wacky and weird. And there's like uh, the the situation with the uh, Chargers-Raiders game, which exactly. we'll get into on Sunday night, right. where if both teams, uh, if, if the Colts lose uh, and then both teams there play for a tie, they both could make it, uh, which has led to people saying, oh, maybe they should just take a knee on every possession for the <laughs> rest of the game. I think that the league would have a, a few things to say to both of those teams if they decided to do that. But that, even something weird like that is on the table this year. Absolutely, yeah. This time of year makes you uh, scratch your head and you got to get your calculator out and all that factor in ties. So um, before we go further, talk to us about what you guys do. What do you guys do there at 538.com? We always hear about playoff scenarios and we always reference according to 538.com and so on and so forth. So what is 538 and, and where does the name come from? Well, the name comes from the number of votes in the Electoral College, uh, and so uh, that kind of gives you a hint that we're, uh, we do politics uh, at our site. Uh, that's one of the things that we're really known for is predicting, you know, political elections and things like that. But we also do sports. We've, um, you know, we've had the NFL uh, for a long time and the NBA, and those are sort of ones that we're known for. But in recent years, we've added the NHL, and we have a model for the college football playoff and the WNBA, and pretty much like every sport that you could possibly think of, mm -hmm. we have sort of a model to try to predict it. And the NFL one is one that I'm really kind of closely related to because I am the keeper of the starting quarterbacks that I, uh, I have this giant spreadsheet that oh. I uh, note the odds of, uh, of each quarterback starting each game uh, on a week by week basis. And we have an adjustment for starting quarterbacks. So if someone's injured, it can kind of play a role. And uh, this year we've seen, I believe, uh, 61 different starting quarterbacks, which is one of the highest numbers in any season ever. Some of that's COVID. Some of that's just the way the league seems to be trending in recent years. And so it's been a busy season in that regard, but it's I've stayed on top of a lot of like very minute details in the league as a result of that, which has been kind of wow. fun to keep up with. And so 61 different starting quarterbacks and only one starting quarterback this year so far for the Colts. And that's Carson Wentz. What do your do you have any big picture numbers you can give us analytics wise on Carson Wentz so far this year for the Colts? Oh, well, yeah, I was thinking about Carson Wentz, uh, you know, thinking about this interview ahead of time and about how 
One of the things is, uh, and and I, you don't need numbers. Uh, certainly, your listeners don't need numbers to know this, but he's he's definitely one of the guys that seems to be one of the most volatile quarterbacks in the league. On not just a game to game basis, sometimes it feels like a quarter to quarter or even play to play basis. So you never really know what you're going to be getting out of him. He's had great games. He's had some bad games. He's had some really bad plays in the middle of otherwise great games. And so I think that that plays into sort of the maybe a feeling of trepidation about the game on uh, Sunday, because like you mentioned at the top of the segment, it is a win and you're in situation. It is against the Jaguars who are arguably the worst team in the league. You can make maybe the case for a few other teams, but I think the Jaguars are down there. Uh, and so that's a situation where you look at it in a vacuum and you think, the Colts should win this game. They should make the playoffs, especially given the season that they've had and some of the players that they've had, you know, Jonathan Taylor, the performance he's had. You would expect this team to make the playoffs. And yet at the same time, when it's Carson Wentz, you really can't count on, uh, you know, having him show up uh, and, and play to the fullest of his capabilities in any given week. But again, you he could come out and have an amazing game too, and nobody would be surprised. So that's sort of the mm-hmm. inherent uh, chaotic factor that goes into that game that, you know, maybe it's a good thing that the Colts have all these kind of backdoor firewall type, um, you know, <laughs> scenarios in place. If they do lose that game, which again, to be clear, they should win. We give them an 89% chance of winning. And I think everyone, you know, the expectation is rightly that they should win that and, and clinch a playoff berth and not have to go through any of the extra drama. That's Neil Payne from 538.com. All right. So like you said, if the Colts win, they're in, but their seeding and their playoff matchup is affected by two other games. Colts fans are going to be watching the Patriots and Dolphins game in Miami and the Chargers and Raiders game in Las Vegas on Sunday night. So the Dolphins, they can't make the playoffs. They've been eliminated, so they're playing for pride. The Patriots are in the playoffs, but they're also playing for seeding, and they still have a chance to win the AFC East if Buffalo loses. Um, The best-case scenario for the Colts, right, is they get the fifth seed, in order for that to happen, Neil, the Dolphins and the Chargers would have to win their respective games. So what is the likelihood of that happening where the Colts would get the five seed? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And uh, the Jets game also factors into that. That's um, correlated with them uh, getting the five seeds. So mm-hmm. for this, I, I do t- tend to like uh, I got to give a shout out to uh, one of our sort of uh, other sites in the space that we work in. The New York Times has a good mm-hmm. playoff simulator type of thing where you can actually drill down into the seedings and look at the games that affect that the most. And so, yeah, if, if the Colts win. Uh, they would have a tw- uh, 20% chance to get the five seed uh, in, um, uh, or 24% chance to get the five seed uh, in that situation. Okay. But then, like you said, they have to have all of these other kind of dominoes fall into place. And I think that the Patriots-Dolphins game is really interesting, uh, just in general, also because it plays into the Colts' chances of making the playoffs at all. And there's a whole other factor in that where, uh, you know, you mentioned the Patriots have a chance to get the number one seed. It's a kind of a remote chance. Mm-hmm. But it hinges on what happens uh, to some degree in the Chiefs game on Saturday afternoon. So then you get into the situation of sort of like looking at that and being <laughs> oh, like, boy. well, you do need the um, if, if the Chiefs win then the Patriots chances of getting the one seed are out. Maybe they would be a little less motivated, uh, you know, uh, right. and, and uh, not play fully. Again, you mentioned the AFC East factor that plays in as well. But that game against the Dolphins and the, uh, with the Patriots is at uh, 4 p.m. on Sunday afternoon. 
So sort of you'll know the Colts result already. You also know the Ravens and the Steelers result, which is very important if the Colts do happen to uh, lose. And then you'll be watching that game with the Patriots and the Dolphins, knowing you need the Dolphins to win that game. Uh, and then thinking about like, oh, you know, how much the Patriots are going to be motivated, all of which leads up to that eight uh, o'clock game and Sunday night with the Chargers and the Raiders. And the Raiders could potentially go into that game knowing that they've already clinched the playoffs, not really a whole lot to play for, but everything for the Colts could be riding on that as well. So it's sort of the Raiders serving as a proxy for the Colts in that matchup uh, against the Chargers. And there's a boatload of ways for the Colts to be the number six seed. The Patriots, Jets, and Raiders would have to win. Uh, the Patriots, Bills, and Chargers would have to win. The biggest probability um, coming up this weekend, Neil, is that the Colts ultimately wind up being the sixth seed what do the numbers say about uh, the chances of the, of the Colts coming home with the sixth spot in the playoffs? Yeah, that one is about a 40% chance, uh, and, and it goes to uh, 50% if they win uh, against the Jaguars. So, like you said, that one is the one that's the most um, likely destination for them, which, if you think about the type of season that they've had, Maybe you would uh, feel a little disappointed that they're not uh, right. higher in the in the pecking order than that uh, based on everything. But again, there's so many moving pieces. And I think that's the nature of the AFC this season in particular is, you know, there haven't been that many really stellar standout like season long fa clear favorite type teams. Yet at the same time, there is this logjam of teams that are sort of above 500, pretty good teams. And uh, really, it does feel like the the culture team that their their spot in that pecking order among that group of teams has kind of gone up and down mm -hmm. and you know kind of bounced around quite a bit uh, throughout the entire season and we're even seeing that in the past couple of weeks and and then everything kind of leading up to this finale because again the every team's chances seem to be so interconnected almost unusually interconnected some of that's the product of adding the extra um, playoff team uh, that they did uh, before last season and sort of the extra implications from that uh certainly it makes the last week of the season exciting more exciting i think and then yeah it's an it's uh a one more week also to the regular season than we're accustomed to that's neil payne from 538.com he's breaking down the analytics for the colts heading into week 18 and uh, their odds of making the playoffs and then talking about what seating they might be he's the general editor and senior sports writer at 538.com. So correct me if I'm wrong, I think the only scenario where the Colts would be the number seven seed then in the AFC playoffs would be if the Patriots, Bills, and the Raiders all win. So what what's the likelihood of that happening where the Colts finish as the last wild card? Yeah, so it's about 23% overall would be their chance to get the seven seed. 25% okay. if they win and 11% if they somehow do lose against the Jaguars. And that's the one where, you know, they do need all of this help all of a sudden just to right. be able to make it and sneak in as a seven seed. And that's when we start really getting into talking about the Ravens and the Dolphins and the, and the Raiders mm -hmm. ultimately and not having a tie in that last game. All right, so if, if the Colts do make the playoffs, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but let's say they do make the postseason, Neil. Uh, from your standpoint and, and the numbers that you crunch, how likely are, are the Colts for a big run in the postseason based on your analytics? Well, yeah, that's a great question because according to our ratings, sort of conditional on making the playoffs, they have a strong chance of 
winning the Super Bowl, going to the Super Bowl, you know, as strong as 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 some of the other teams in that sort of tier that mm-hmm. they're in, uh, as much as you can say for a team that is currently sitting at nine and seven. Sure. Uh, but we think that their power rating uh, with Carson Wentz healthy uh, and sort of at full strength uh, for the team, we would rank them uh, sixth best in the league. So really only trailing the Rams, the Bills, the Bucks, the Chiefs and the Packers. And we would have them uh, basically uh, kind of even with the Cowboys, a little bit ahead of the Patriots, ahead of the Titans for sure. And the Titans are a weird team because they could be the number one seed, yet they don't have the point differential of a team that we would uh, expect to have their their record. Mm-hmm. So they're sort of a team that I think the analytics are a little bit down on. And so the Colts, you know, on paper seem as as strong as uh, any of those teams and maybe the tier right underneath the sort of clear top teams like we're talking about yeah. the Packers and, and uh, right. you know, the Bills and the Chiefs and teams like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't see any reason why they can't. But again, some of that comes back to just the reliability factor with with how Wentz is going to play uh, in any given week. And we even saw that a little bit in the previous matchup with the Jaguars team top of mind for uh, the Colts and their fans right now is like he didn't have the greatest game in that previous game and, and they won, but it was, you know, not a convincing victory uh, in the end. And so I, I think that that's again, sort of the fear of like what version of him are you going to get in any given week? And can he string together multiple great games in the playoffs, right. even going back to the Eagles days, we, we didn't, when they won the Super Bowl, we did not actually see him do that in the playoffs because he got hurt. So it's still kind of a question an unanswered question about them, uh, about, uh, about his ability to kind of do it and get on a hot streak and really stay consistent. And, and the Colts being how they're set up and, and the way that the team is built, that's really the biggest question that I have because you know, you basically know what you're going to get for the rest of the team. It's just a matter of whether he can kind of not screwed up in some ways. Neil Payne right there from 538.com. This is probably a weird question. I don't know if you have the answer on it, but I'll ask you anyways. Go back if you can. Where did you guys have the Colts after three weeks? When they started the season 0-3, Neil, how improbable was a playoff season for the Colts, according to 538.com, after an 0-3 start? That is a great question. I actually do have that number uh, and you can get that at our interactive that we have. So you can kind of go back and look what the playoff odds were at any given point of the season. So we said their odds of making the playoffs were 22% after they started out 0-3. Uh, and obviously they're a lot higher right now uh, at, at 89% right. uh, is, is what the current number is. But again, there have been, like I was saying earlier, there have been a lot of twists and turns mm-hmm. uh, even in that. I think there were higher than 89% just a couple of weeks ago uh and and certainly sure. again like after that start they were much lower than 89 percent. all right what are the final thing neil what do the numbers say about uh the parity inside the afc is there any analytical data that explains the parity inside this conference right i mean every team in the afc playoffs last year won at least 11 games you've got a bunch of double digit win teams again this season you got a bunch of eight and nine win teams so far this year there's just not a lot of bad football teams, if you will, inside the AFC. It's a very top-to-bottom strong conference. Do you have do you have anything that, that supports that analytically, and, and do you think the parity inside the AFC is here to stay? 
Oh, that's a good question as to whether it's here to stay, because I do think some of it was uh, caused by, you know, a team like the Chiefs. They've been very strong recently, mm-hmm. uh, didn't quite get the job done last week. But, um, you know, they seem to have righted the ship. But there was a time in the middle of the season when they were very disappointing and people were kind of having a lot of questions about them. Uh, the Ravens have been one of the most disappointing teams. Obviously, they had Lamar Jackson injured or ill for, you know, a number of games during the season. But they've also been a team that. They were not winning pretty when they were winning, and now they're not. They're just not winning, period, uh, it seems like recently. But that was a team that was expected to be really good. Uh, and so I think we've had, you know, some of the teams that were expected to be dominant have hit snags, uh, or, and, and uh, they've sort of all kind of happened uh, at once in this season. Right. And I think also another factor, this was a stat that I looked up the other day. So normally there's a pretty strong relationship between, between a team's point differential and its record, which makes sense. Like, you know, the teams that outscore opponents by the most tend to win. That is kind of how things uh, typically work. But this year was the sixth lowest correlation between a team's point differential and a team's winning percentage across the whole league since the merger in 1970, which means that there's been a lot of disconnects. I mentioned the Titans as sort of the poster children for this. Uh, according to their point differential, they would really have no business having an 11 and five record. You see over in the NFC, the Falcons are another team that, you know, they've been eliminated from the playoffs, but even the fact that they're seven and nine makes no sense given their, um, their point differential. Uh, and so you see a lot of teams where they're it's just this disconnect between their record and maybe their the way that they've played, their dominance, their underlying talent. Uh, and I think that has gone a long way towards sort of dragging down the most dominant teams toward the middle and then boosting up some teams that maybe don't look that great according to the, the deeper stats and pulling them toward the middle too. And then you have what you mentioned a second ago, which is just the deep amount of parity, but with a lot of teams sort of jockeying for position only separated by one win or maybe no wins at all uh, if we're looking at the AFC playoff yeah. um, landscape. That's Neil Payne from 538.com, the general editor and senior sports writer, 538.com. And uh, he's been breaking down the Colts' odds to beat the Jaguars in week number 18 and the Colts' seeding odds if they make the postseason. Very informative, very insightful per usual, Neil. Thanks again for the time today, my man. Give everybody one final heads up on how they can find your work and check out your stuff on the Internet. Sure, yeah, they can find me at 538.com, and that is uh, each uh, word is spelled out completely, not as the numbers. Sure. And, uh, yeah, I generally write about, you know, two or three things uh, a week. We have, you know, I write about a bunch of different sports. We have a weekly NFL chat that we do on on Mondays that's pretty fun uh, that people can kind of keep up with. And then uh, we're probably going to do a live blog during the Super Bowl, too, so if people want to kind of follow along with that. But, again, that's, uh, that's a ways away. I'm really looking forward. <laughs> though to um just this finale to the regular season and sunday just a lot of scoreboard watching and i think um yep. you know the colts uh, and their fans are going to be doing a lot of scoreboard watching throughout the entire day i think it's <laughs> it's just going to be wall-to-wall football and that can be nerve-wracking but also you know that's that's why we're fans of this great game i think at the end of the day yeah, the nfl is the best thing going because it's the best reality tv there is and for the colts <laughs> Good, bad, or indifferent, Colts fans are going to have to wait until late Sunday night to find out what seed uh, the Colts are if they win coming up on Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars and make the postseason. Again, Neil Payne538.com. Great stuff, my man. Thanks again for the time. Keep up the good work and enjoy the playoffs coming up. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. 
Neil Payne, 538.com, with all the playoff odds and scenarios for the Colts in the regular season finale. We'll have more on the Colts and the Jaguars matchup tomorrow. Instant replay is coming up next, followed by Pacer Hoops at 7. Talk to you tomorrow night at 6. More on the Colts then on the Daily Update here on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan.